ladies, I'm Jasmine Williams, a real estate investment coach and financial womanpreneur. I'm here to prove that you have what it takes to make a killing through real estate investments and home ownership. Welcome to the Women Wealth Impact Podcast, a girlfriend's guide to financial freedom, home ownership, and investing. Does this sound too good to be true? I'm right here as proof that it's possible. Just a few years ago, I was a single mom living paycheck to paycheck, desperately trying to keep it all together. After learning more about money planning, I saw the amazing potential in my finances and I've never looked back. I've seen far too many women battling to build a legacy that they can be proud of. And it all comes down to getting your personal finances in check. But for that, you need a growth strategy, which begins with understanding what's stunting your financial progression. We'll cover how to start from scratch and what it takes to get your finances in alignment with your goals. I'm proud of you for taking the initiative to listen. This is going to be your first step. Welcome to the green community. Let's get started. Hi, my name is Jasmine Williams, real estate coach and consultant, and this is the Women Wealth Impact Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about the subject that I love the most, and that is real estate. We're going to talk about the home buying process and also touch on how to invest in your first property. Please get out your notepads, take some notes, re-listen, pull out all the resources that I'm going to drop in here because there is a ton of information. And I promise you that this is going to lead you to being not only impacted by what I'm talking about, but also change your mindset when it comes to talking about investing in real estate and or buying your first home. Of course, this is my, one of my favorite topics. Ownership is one of those things that I've been preaching for years. I've been a homeowner for over, I guess now, probably anywhere between 12 and 13 years. And you know what? It has been one of the most rewarding experiences that I've ever had. Even with the lumps and bumps that I went through, becoming a homeowner, being a homeowner, and then starting to be an investor, it has had the rewards that have paid me back in triple fold. And honestly, I probably wouldn't be here at the position that I'm at if I had not taken the leap and bought my first home years ago. So I'm going to cover the basics in this episode of what you need to know to get started and what steps you can take to get closer to your goal. I'm going to explain to you why it's important to learn about the process before you go ahead and jump in it and then go through and tell you some tips and tricks that I've learned along the way of helping so many clients get to the goal of home ownership and going through and buying their first investment property. I remember first purchasing my first home and being so scared. It was scary because it was the unknown. I hadn't told anybody that I was actually going to purchase a home. At the time, I was living at my mom's duplex. My mom was at the time living in Minneapolis. She had remarried. She had a duplex in Philadelphia. When I moved back to Philadelphia for college, I lived in this duplex. And you know what? The thing about it was that I knew that I needed to go through and get the process done. I was leaning in on my mom. I didn't have to pay any mortgage or rent there. I was living rent-free. And I knew that even though I needed more space, the thing was that I needed to go ahead and get out on my own and figure out my whole way. Actually, to take a step back and rewind, I probably shouldn't have done what I did. I went ahead and bought that my first property right after my children's father was killed. 
And so I think that I just needed to get the independence, get out on my own. And also that is where he and I resided. So I kind of needed to leave that behind. So I went through the process. At the time, my credit wasn't that high. I did have a good amount of savings, but I was able to go through the process to fix my credit on my own so that I can go through and at least get approved for a mortgage. So I was scared. Um, I hadn't told that my mom and my aunts are really the pillars of my life. And typically I run anything and everything by them, but I did not. I was just like, you know what? I don't want them to talk me out of this. I want to go through and get this done. And then I'll tell them. So I decided to buy a fixer-upper. It was a duplex over in Philadelphia in the Northwest section. And I thought, okay, I could go through, get this done, and nobody will know. And I'll be in this and it'll be income producing. And it did work out, but there was a lot that went into it. It was a fixer-up property. And because it was a fixer-up property, I had to really take my time and I didn't have a renovation loan. So I did all of the repairs on my own, which I do not recommend. Please go through and get a renovation loan if you're going to buy a fixer-upper because you think that you can go through and get the repairs done quickly and cheap, but you can't. (laughs) It takes a lot of work to go ahead and get it done. And after a while, I was able to get it done, but it was not my favorite thing. And it, it was a lot of struggle to actually complete the process. So I bought that first investment property. It was a duplex. And later on, I was able to rent it out eventually. And we moved into a single family home so that I could have a better start for the children when it comes to their education and a better school district. But when we started with that investment property or that duplex, I was pretty scared. And so don't be afraid is all that I can say. Don't think, okay, I can't do this or I shouldn't. I'm doing this on my own. I'm not married yet. All of the things that we let our minds get cluttered with, don't let it do that. Go through, write out the plan. I'm going to show you some steps and then think it through and make sure that this is absolutely the thing that you want to do. And that brings us to the first step, which is mindset. You want to look at mindset. I know I talk about it all the time, but You don't want to just look at mindset at this point and just think, okay, I want to be a homeowner. You want to actually work on your mindset. You want to make sure that this is absolutely something that you want to do. You want to go ahead and make sure and determine that this is something that you're going to do no matter what and list the reasons why you want to do it. What are your whys behind this? Do you want to have a safe place for your children? Do you want to stop paying your landlord? Do you want to be able to customize your home? All of the things when it comes to investment properties is the same thing. We all talk about this financial freedom and all the things that it promises us. But if we put it and evaluate it and associate it with a core why, which is usually associated with a person like, oh, I am going through and I'm able to buy this investment property so that I can pass it down to my children and all of those types of things we are more likely to be able to achieve those things because it's associated with something that's bigger than us. So don't think about what can go wrong in a situation. Think about what can really go and think about the pros and cons of being a homeowner. Now think about it. One of the biggest pros is ownership, of course, but then think about what comes with ownership. You're now responsible for the maintenance of a home. A lot of people give me this all the time. Oh, I don't want to be responsible for leaky toilets or a leaky roof or what if the heater goes, all the things. 
The thing is that just like your landlord will go ahead and call someone to fix that, you can make that same phone call. So maintenance is really, in my opinion, not something to say, this is why I don't want to be a homeowner. You need to do some preventative things. You need to budget your money so that you can go ahead and be prepared for whatever happens. But don't just rule it out just because you think that the bad or the worst is going to happen because it's not. The next thing that you want to do, especially when you're thinking about being a landlord, is putting that mindset in place and really looking forward and looking through all of the things that you want when it comes to an investment property. I have a course in my customer hub that I would love for you guys to join, but this is, it outlines the steps, all the things that you need to do in order to become an investor. You want to know what it takes and you don't want to go through what it quote unquote, because of what you heard. And so a lot of people say, oh, I don't want to be a landlord because tenants call in the middle of the night, all of those things. The fact of the matter is that Yes, that does happen, but it doesn't happen often when you have your systems in place. The next thing that you want to do is look at your financial picture. Whether you're investing um, in your first property or investing in buying your first home, looking at your financial picture is really going to make you evaluate if this is the right time for you to get this done. Now, if your financial picture is not where it needs to be or where you think it should be when it comes to investing in real estate, it doesn't mean that you just don't do it. It just means that you put together a plan so that you can work towards the goal of ownership, right? And so you can go through, and when I say your financial plan, your credit score, what your annual income is, the debts um, that you have that may show up on your credit report or any other household debts, and then also go through and give consideration to your income status as well. A lot of times that includes your job. And in some cases, if you own a business, you need to have a minimum of two years of job experience and then two years of tax returns if you have a business when it comes to purchasing your first home. Investment properties are not evaluated that way. Typically, they're evaluated based on the business that's purchasing that investment property. But if you're going to be a personal guarantor for that investment property, you want to be on some financial stability. And that to the bank, in a lot of cases, it means that you have some good income coming in and you're secured in that part of your finances so that if something does go wrong, you can go ahead and support the payment if need be. So until you build your business up, this is what's going to be really in play for you to be able to go ahead and purchase that first investment property. Then you want to go ahead and take time to figure out what you want your monthly payment to look like. Or if it's an investment property, you want to go ahead and see how much cash flow you want from the property. Let me break down both of those. So that monthly payment is going to include your principal and interest, your taxes and insurance. And if you're going to go FHA or put down less than 10%, it's going to include what they call a PMI. PMI is property mortgage insurance. And that is really just insurance that the mortgage company has you take out just in case you default on the loan. That insurance really doesn't help you. It really protects the bank because you're putting down a lesser amount. But if you have that PMI in place, that will allow you to put down less. So when you're thinking about what you want your total payment to look like, you know, a lot of times I tell people, think about what your income is monthly on your take home. Then take 30% of that and really narrow that down. And whatever that payment looks like after the 30%, then that could be close to what the bank is going to approve you for. 
Hi, I want to welcome you and thank you for listening to the Women Wealth Impact Podcast. Today, I'm going to give you guys a special offer and a freebie so that you can go ahead and take advantage and get into the world of building your finances through real estate. I want to invite you to our customer hub, which is amazing because it has all the information that you could ever need when it comes to fixing your credit, going through business credit, getting started with investing in real estate, and purchasing your first home. Make sure you click the link in our show notes so that you can take advantage of our customer hub where everybody goes to be able to get the information to get them started. See you on the other side. Now, there are some things that are taken into consideration when you're thinking about going through and purchasing a home and what that payment is going to look like. They're going to subtract the debt that you have on your credit report. They're going to look at some other factors to really evaluate how much you can afford in their eyes. So you want to go through and definitely let the bank evaluate your income. And if the payment is not something that you think is going to get you the house that you want, you may want to consider to do what I did, which is purchase a duplex as your first property. The thing is that currently on what they do with a multifamily property is if you're going to live in one unit and rent out the other, they'll count 70% of the income or the predicted income from the rental property of the other unit that you're not occupying as a part of your income. And it helps you qualify for more house. Now, more house could mean in some situations or some circumstances uh, in a better neighborhood or better condition. But don't rule out the ugly house, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. If you're thinking about purchasing an investment property and the income factor is coming in, remember, income is now coming in when you're thinking about that investment property. So cash flow is some a question that you have in mind. There's not really a dollar or a like a flat amount that I recommend, like $200 a door or anything like that. I'm working based on percentages. So. I want the cash flow of the property or the return on income to be at least 12% minimum. Now, most of the properties in my portfolio are over 20% return on income. And we'll talk about that a little bit more as we go down this journey of talking about how to get into your first investment property. But at minimum, it should be 12%. If you go into the portal and look into our customer hub, I'll break down the math behind that number so that you can see exactly how it breaks down and that you can understand why I would like for it to be 12%. Also, I want the ARV uh, or the after repair value of the property to be over 65%. And I also want it to be in an appreciating neighborhood, meaning a neighborhood that's moving up in value, not anything that's declining. If those three factors are met, then that's a good investment property in my eyes. And it just depends on how much money I'm putting out there when it comes to the whole scheme of things. So the last thing that you want to do is plan. I know I talk about this a lot. Planning is one of those things that if you go through and you put together a plan, I promise you that you're going to really achieve the goal. It's nothing like putting together a plan, a smart plan that you are able to say, you know what? I did this. I went ahead put together this plan and now it makes 100% sense and I can see it on paper. Writing down a plan with a pad and paper is going to change your life, I promise you. You want to plan all the things that go into this process. You want to plan how to put your down payment together on the investment property 
or on your first home, you're going to have to come down with some sort of down payment. In some cases, it could be three and a half percent if you're buying your first home. Sometimes investment properties require to put down 20 percent. All of the financing options can work in your favor, but you need to go through and really figure out how much you need. The first thing that I would do is locate a lender and or a realtor that is going to say to you, okay, this is how much you need to borrow this amount of money. This is the down payment that you're going to need. And then I would work backwards from there. I would put myself on a timeline. So if I know that I need to come up with $10,000 in six months, I would divide $10,000 into six months and then I would break it down into weekly payments. So then I would be paying myself into a separate savings account or a sinking fund that says, okay, X amount of dollars is going to go into this sinking fund per week so that I can reach the goal of going through and achieving my goal of the down payment savings. It's really that simple. You have to work backwards. You have to know what your actual goal is so that you can figure out your next steps. Same thing for your investment property. Talk to some lenders. There's not a certain flat amount that you need. It's really based on percentages. Depending on where you're purchasing, it could be a lot different. We have properties that are $20,000 in Philadelphia. So 20% of that is $4,000. But then if you go into more extreme or expensive markets that are $200,000, now you're talking about $40,000 as your down payment. It really, there's no flat answer to that. But when you're thinking about percentages and things like that, and factoring in your closing costs and all of those things, then you now have an end goal and you're not just saving to abyss, right? You're just not like saving to like this magical number that you don't even know what it is. You want to set the number, work backwards, put that plan together. Then you want to plan who's going to help you through the process, whether it be a realtor or a lender, even if it's an investment property or your first home. You typically want to connect with a realtor who specializes in the area that you're looking for and the type of buyer that you are. So if you're a first-time home buyer, you want to associate and seek out a realtor that deals with first-time home buying. If you are an investor and you're looking for a realtor, you want to associate with a realtor that specializes in investment properties. Those are two different folks and they need to be able to know two different sets of skills. Now, Are there realtors that can do both? Absolutely. Our firm in practice, we specialize in first-time home buyers and first-time investors. So we're able to help the whole gamut of things, but we have taken and done the work. So you don't want a realtor that doesn't really know about investment properties and or in most cases aren't investors themselves to be able to try to help you find a quote-unquote deal because they don't really know what that looks like unless you're an experienced investor. You don't know what that looks like either. So you want to associate with someone who does. Then the last thing is you want to go through and research the neighborhoods. Researching the neighborhoods and learning what's appreciating the value, whether it be your first home or your investment property, you want to go through and have that research done. What does the neighborhood look like? How much rent can you get in that neighborhood if you did rent out the property, if it was an investment property? What do the schools look like if this is your first home? You know, neighborhood really means a lot. Location is really key with anything in real estate because it's going to tell you how much the house is going to appreciate year after year. The last tip that I can tell you is 
don't be afraid to buy the ugly house. I know I talk about this all the time. My first home that duplex was very ugly. It needed a whole entire renovation. I had to put in two heaters. I had to do the kitchen over. I went ahead and remodeled the bathroom. I had to lay carpet down. It was ugly, but it's my literally my pride and joy. And it really catapulted me to where I'm at today. The house that we bought now, that we live in now, is actually an ugly house. So we took the time to renovate the children's bedrooms. I went and did my master bedroom. And then we went ahead and now we're working on the other parts of the home. So the living room and the dining room and the biggest renovation that's going to be for this particular home will be the kitchen. The whole kitchen needs to come out. It looks like the Jetsons kitchen, but like retro, not modern. The appliances that are used here are actually like really like luxury appliances, but luxury for like 1970. You will definitely see if you follow me over on Instagram, you'll see that transformation and what it looks like. But what I can say is that we are taking our time and we're building the equity because after all of the projects are done here and anyone, any homeowner will tell you that you're really never done fixing your house. Like you're always doing something. There's always a project. But when the basics and some of the luxury items that I want to include and install are done here, this house will probably be worth three to four times more than I paid for it initially, which is amazing because of sweat equity. So don't be afraid to buy the ugly house. Make sure you take advantage of all the resources that are in the customer hub. Go through a lot of the coursework, go through the videos, download the PDFs. Those are all things that you're going to be able to have access to for free because I want you to have the education. Once you feel impacted by that education, then reach out to me, email my team, and we'll be able to help you get through the process of either purchasing a home, purchasing an investment property, and you joining our cohort or joining our membership to get you to the point that you're able to do both. So that membership really outlines the financial framework that you need to be able to get started in either investing and or purchasing your first home, and then go through the process to really be able to explore. Even if you're not in the Philadelphia area, we're able to direct you to other agents all across the nation to be able to help you do that first purchase. We just need you to take the first step. All right, guys, I am so glad that you guys stay tuned and listen to the end. I am excited to see what happens. Please share in the Facebook group your process and your progress on getting through this part of your life. I know that you can do it. All you have to do is take and do a plan. Talk to you soon. I'm so happy that you joined me for this episode of the Women Wealth Impact Podcast. If you can take anything away from today, I hope you know that your financial future is in your control and I'm living proof. Home ownership and real estate investing is for every woman. And I would love it if you would take some time to share this podcast to help others feel empowered and in control of their future too. Take a screenshot of the podcast and share it on your Instagram. Tag me at Green Real Estate Mom so we can connect. On Facebook, join the Green Everything community so that we can chat about the latest episode. See you next week.